0: Were you
1: travelers before you met each other? Oh, I definitely was.
0: I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Baltimore. <laughs>
2: That's
0: it. <laughs>
3: um, Baltimore. A, A whole
0: thirty minutes? What was that? Yeah, thirty minutes away? At, at South Beach. I think that was. Those were the three places that I I, I would go. And
1: where? Thailand. So
0: you was. Oh, I'm, okay, all right, I, I I went to Thailand, that was probably like the big at, at that point, that was probably like the biggest trip that I've ever, I have had ever taken before I met her, yeah. That to was, start a video,
2: V, what about you, what were your travels prior to meeting
1: Oh, yeah, so, I, you know, people always say, like, you work to live, I used to say I work to
3: travel. It don't have to so- be when it is a tragedy, this the stuff of fairy tales and majesty, magically like i pulled you out of hat pull you out of bag from out of mag if you want that pull up in the slab and pull off with you in my lap top down with- hey welcome to travel tuesday happy era when we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world mm-hmm. and as y'all can see i still have my amazing co-host can you can you tell the people who you are
2: i'm his fiance mm-hmm. i'm jackie okay okay (laughs) Jacqueline Jackson soon to be Benjamin
3: and we are accompanied by an amazing couple tell us who you are and where you guys from
1: sure we are the Dow dudes my name is Javon and this is my hubby D or Dane Day um we are from Jersey um but how do you want to tell a bit more about yourself
0: yeah uh I'm Dane Day (laughs) am D uh from Washington DC around the Washington area so yeah Okay, so Dane is it can you pronounce it for me again? dang Dane, Dane Day.
3: Where is that? Where is that from? Nigeria. 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 Okay. He said that. Like, why don't
2: you know? I A mean, little country, country, <laughs> little
3: country, little country you know, called Nigeria. We <laughs> want the people to see we got people international on the show. Yes. You, know I mean? yes. you know
4: what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what I
3: mean? You know, we got flavor. So, International yeah. flavors. Exactly. exactly. International exactly. flavors. You know, yes. like the creamer and your coffee. You know what I'm saying?
0: All kinds. All kinds.
3: So, so, uh, DC meets.
0: Jersey. Jersey. Jersey.
3: Yep. Okay. Tell us how that
0: happened. Yeah.
3: You want to do it,
0: babe? Or you want me to do it? You can do it. Come on.
3: All right. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Kinda we actually funny. met at a really good friend's, um, 30th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I shouldn't have said the, the number because she probably might know, but a birthday party, <laughs> a milestone birthday party in DC. And um it was at uh an apartment, like a luxury apartment complex. It was kind of was in the penthouse.
0: It was a, it was actually at the penthouse. Why are you, you trying to, dumb to dumb it down? I'm it was, not trying it
1: was swanky to swanky as heck, but the point is we <laughs> danced, it, was, it was a small intimate affair. He is um my friend's I call brother-in-law's best friend, right? So he's a friend of the family, and my song came on, um, which is "Candy." I didn't know it at the time, but I knew I was just jamming. I was like, "Oh, what is the name of the song?" And I was talking to his friend. I was like, "What's the name of it?" And Of course, D. He's a music lover, and he knew, you Candy. know, and then we "Candy" just... by Cameo. <laughs> We just started vibing, you know, and then uh, the rest is
0: history, right? From that point. Yep, yep. We've been ever we together ever since.
1: <laughs> Aww, yeah, yeah, Aww. yeah.
0: It's been a minute. So
2: wait, wait. That's that's you know, a conversation is not a relationship starter. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about like who who said the first, oh, I'm interested, or who who exchanged numbers with who? Like, how did it? How
0: did it? How did it play out? <laughs> Come on, tell me the goods. So uh being this woman, I mean, we I it was kind of like an instant attraction vibe was going on. There was some mm-hmm. alcohol going on as well. <laughs> uh, some salsa dancing, some pool playing. I mean, the the place was swanky. It had a pools, pool table, it was overlooking, like. Like Washington, DC, you can see the monument from, from the plates. I mean, it was, it was a really, really beautiful place. And it was catered. It was, it was all kinds of stuff going on. But I mean, it was a wonderful night. And um, you know, we just started talking and vibing. And um, you know, she was she asked me like a million questions, you know. Oh yeah,
1: I needed to know the good
0: <laughs> stuff. I needed yeah. to know if
1: it was worth my investment because I was living in New York at the time. And I was like, okay, we're vibing, but you know, is this someone, you know, I want to uh, be involved with? And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, I'm not so sure. I know he was a great guy and I know we had a great vibe, but long distance is not necessarily something I go for. So we talked on the way home, I think for like four hours, right? On the way home. That was the next
0: day. So so basically what happened was she, she, at the end of the night, like two in the morning, um... I won't tell you all the details, but we exchanged numbers and she invited me to a brunch the next day. So I was excited. Like, man, I met this girl. She was, she was, she was dope. And, uh, you know, 12 o'clock comes around and I don't get no phone call and, uh, (laughs) two, three, four, five o'clock. And so anyways, long story short, I think I called her at like 10, what, 10 o'clock. I was like, yo, why didn't you call me to come to the thing? I, you know, and she was like, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed you didn't come. I was like, you were supposed to call me. So it was a miscommunication. And anyway, <laughs> she was taking the bus home and we talked the whole time. So she, oh. you know, all the way to when you got home to New York, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but like, he's oh. missing
1: the part where he was supposed to go like, we had already agreed he was coming the next day. That's lies. So he didn't necessarily... Like, I thought he was coming. I, you know, I put my lipstick
0: on and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, not so not miscommunication. I'm not a poor guy. And you know what? I wouldn't put myself out there like that. If I'm not invited. If, if somebody says, hey, you know, I'm going to call you. I'm thinking I'm going to be invited. can't you just crash the party, show up, looking like a stalker.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not coming. So clearly... Smart man, smart maker, man. We still have this debate, but... <laughs> <laughs> The point is, we started talking, um, and we just, you know, we started vibing from there, and then eventually he mm-hmm. came. Yeah, I
0: came
3: to New York. Yeah. Came oh wow! Nice. So so amazing, because you know, you mentioned taking this bus ride out back mm-hmm. to New York from DC, or back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys travel before meeting each other a lot, or how,
1: I mean, how was travel for you guys? Were you travelers before you met each other? Oh, I definitely was.
0: I was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs>
3: um, Baltimore. A whole thirty minutes.
0: What was that? Yeah. Thirty minutes away. <laughs> In South Beach. I think that was. Those were the three places that I I, I would go. And where? Thailand. So you was. Oh, I'm, okay. All right. I I I went to Thailand. That was probably like the big at at that point. That was probably like the biggest trip that I've ever I had ever taken. Before I met her. Yeah. To start a video, V, what about you?
2: What were your travels prior to
0: meeting?
1: Oh, yes. So, you know, people always say like you work to live. I used to say I work to travel. So Mm. um, I remember my last year of college, I was um, a part of Jack Robinson Foundation. You get a, a scholarship for graduating with a pretty high GPA. So anyway, I took some of those dollars and I saw this great trip on Groupon to go to Paris um for 7 days 6 nights can't believe it including breakfast for $700. Oh you
0: know, wow. That, nice. Like nice. flight,
1: breakfast, hotel. Would you
0: would you do that again? Of course I would. In 2022.
1: But yes, I would. <laughs> for I would. Yes. Especially now that economy's crazy. But the point is I went to Paris. I didn't you know, I didn't grow up traveling like that. Um it was something you no know, we would go to Florida, but never anywhere international and I yeah. remember being there and looking at the Eiffel tower and telling myself, um, how incredible this was and how lucky I felt. And I said, I am going to travel internationally every year from this point forward. And it Mm -hmm. changed my life. It changed my perspective. And I was like, okay, you know, by the time I'm 30, I need to fill up my passport. And so from that moment on, I always made sure I did at least one big trip internationally someplace I haven't been every year. So when, by the time I met this man, I was like, listen, traveling is part of my DNA. Like, if we, either you're going to be with it or we can't be together. But it wasn't mm. necessarily an ultimatum, but it was, it's its a fabric and a core of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. yes. You sound like You sound like Paige when we met, or, or, but his was more like, either you're going to get with it or you're going to get left, so. Okay. Right,
4: I mean, right, I'm Direct.
0: No, right. <laughs> <I'm> direct. <laughs> no, she turned she turned me on to traveling. I mean, I think I always. I mean, I, the idea of traveling was, you know, fun. But I, mean, I didn't really. It just wasn't part of my lifestyle. Uh, Add like, uh, what, what is it? What, what what what? What's this word? where people, um, I can't think of the word right now. I'm it's at all. A, it's all. Don't worry.
3: We'll okay. you'll, you'll figure um, it out
0: as we go. Yeah, yeah. But I mean it, it just wasn't a it just wasn't a thing that I I wouldn't say aspired to do. It just mm-hmm. was not really a thought. <laughs> so <laughs> just, as a as a kid, their parents traveling, it was always practical business. So, yeah, yeah. As,
3: so as a kid, your parents didn't threaten you, threatened to send you to Nigeria with your grandmother or something like yes. that. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they did
0: many many times, but I figured out about the age of 13 that my mom was lying and she was never she could never survive. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it was lies. <laughs> she couldn't <go> back.
2: <laughs> But it was a, it was a credible threat up until 14.
0: Oh, no, she's got to be. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I did not want to go back there. My cousins went back, you know, wouldn't see them for five years. They come back with accents and just sounding weird. Mm. Yeah, no, I was not trying to. <laughs> so so have go you go been, though? Have you been to, to Nigeria? Yeah, I, I went to Nigeria once when I was like eight years old. That, and that was okay. like the last time. Then I was actually supposed to go with my sister. What 2019? I think we were supposed to go for a wedding. For a wedding, but we didn't. We wound up not going to my cousin's wedding, but my sister went. Um, mm. Do you remember that experience? Yeah, a- been when a were well. a- I have a, I have yeah, a very do? good. Uh, so
3: remember. what? A, what about that experience that that threat was so <laughs> credible till you were 13?
0: Oh. oh, it was wild. So where where my uh, my people live, they live in Lagos? And I just remember iguanas. um my my grandmother lives on the outskirts of Lagos, so they were like iguanas. I was like terrified of iguanas. they They looked very scary, but the kids were playing with them in the in the <laughs> you know in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, i got I think I got uh, a, a, I think I got a worm. I think I got a I caught a quarter worm. And that was that mm. was wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. they they pulled it out. It was it was crazy. yeah, <gasps> oh wow oh wow. okay. And you, you know was
3: drinking. Oh, you was drinking the water.
0: They didn't tell you not to drink the water, huh? No. But, but after, but after that, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it you know Nigeria, it, it was beautiful. I mean, I, I really liked the place and the food was really good. The milk mm-hmm. was the best milk that I've ever eaten or drank in my life. So yeah, oh, straight from the cow. Straight from the cow, it was delicious. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's sweet and delicious. I don't know. Now, if it was do you guys it was like milk that they had? It was good. Now, okay. do
3: you guys remember the first trip that y'all went on together?
0: Yeah, yeah, we went to Prague. No, mm. well, I mean, London. I came to see you in London, right?
1: But Prague was the first place. We well, met. Prague
0: is the first place that we like got on a plane together and went somewhere.
1: Yeah, so mm. I'll give you the backstory. So um, we had been dating probably for eight months, and then I, I knew for me, like when we started, I was like, I'm, I want to work internationally, and this great opportunity presented itself to do like a one year. Um, sort of, um, sort of exchange. And so mm-hmm. I went there and actually Jackie came and visited me, went to Paris. And every time mm-hmm. someone visit, they only want to go to Paris. I was like, okay, I love London. Let's see it. And they want to go to Paris. And I knew, and this was like right before Valentine's It's for Valentine's day. And I had been there probably about almost six, six months. And I was like, I, I got to go somewhere different. Cause I, when I was in London, I said, I have to be very intentional while I'm here. And while I'm earning pounds. Right to go to eurozone so my money can stretch further and I can see more of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went to Prague and I was like, okay babe, her Prague is amazing, it's beautiful and I'll tell you so, and you can tell about the trip, but that's when I realized this man is special because when we arrived <laughs> in Prague and the plane and it says it's a negative 17 degrees and we had no idea it was gonna be that cold no. and he, smiled and didn't put up a fuss the entire time he just went with it and i said any man who could like ride with me in like negative 17 degrees is a man that like i should really consider for a longer term.
0: Oh wow. So that that's what it was? Yeah. My my ability to <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's your survival tactics.
0: <laughs> yeah, no that that's was that was great. great. Yeah, no that was a It was a great trip but it was cold. I think that was probably the coldest the coldest place I've ever been in my life, other than Montreal, Canada. And both of them in like the month of February that I, I went. So I mean, it was extremely cold. I mean, uh, we were like right by the Charles River, I think. What
1: did you love about it? Because we always What say- did I love
0: about it? Oh, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, you were in Europe. It was very European, it was very foreign, and you know, there was no like McDonald's or, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was very European. And um, Prague Castle was dope. Like the history of Prague Castle. Charles River is very beautiful. Um, I like the uh, dumplings. What was it? We had dumplings. What was it? Goulash or whatever it was. was The food was good. Food was was good. Everything, everybody was kind of stylish, you know? It was really, really stylish, so. I thought Prague was great. I want to go back, but I want to go back in like the spring. Okay. <laughs> beautiful and, and nice and warm and, and enjoyable. But I mean, it was it was still a very enjoyable trip. We had a lot of fun. Just, you know, me and her just being together and laughing and eating and drinking and talking trash and just, you know, experiencing.
1: Funny thing is, we put on. Together. You know, you know, this is our first trip together, someplace different, right? You know, your first trip together as a couple. You bring some cute outfits, like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean into, <laughs> even though it's wintertime. But because it was so cold, mm. we had to put on every layer. So literally, like every every outfit that we wanted to separate, it was like, no, 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 just put it on and layer and layer. Uh, and then I remember mm. we <laughs> yeah, it
0: was cold. we had
1: reservations to go to this restaurant
0: was four doors down. No, no,
1: no, no, no. We ended up at the one. It was like two blocks. Oh, yeah. And we we stood at the at the edge of the hotel, you know, the inside of the doors, and we were like counting to ourselves. Okay, one, two, are you ready? Yeah. We couldn't even make it halfway down the street, and it was so cold. We saw
0: a restaurant, and we're like, yes. Yeah, we, to, we made it to the fourth door, if you can imagine. And the thing is, it was so cold. Like, when you inhaled, I, I swear to God, I felt the crystals forming in my lungs. I... Yeah. It, it was serious. <laughs> it was that cold. Yeah. I, I have never experienced, uh, other than, other than Montreal can, I've never experienced anything like that that like oh. you're in here and you, you're like, yo, this, this might be bad.
2: <laughs> so that was the first one. And I love how you said the the best parts, um, your, your favorite parts of your first trip, but what was your favorite trip together?
0: Oh, our honeymoon, the Maldives. <laughs> our, well, our our honeymoon, Hold the whole trip, so that was like uh, what Santorini Mykonos? No, well, Athens Mykonos Santorini, and then we ended it in the Maldives. Then we came back to Athens and then we flew back home. So that was like two weeks, that was like two weeks, two
1: mm-hmm.
0: two two and a half weeks, or two weeks? two
1: weeks a little over two weeks,
0: a little over two weeks. So that's probably like the most incredible trip of all time. Yeah, that was hands down, hands down, hands
2: down.
1: Same, okay. So, your favorite. Hers and his.
2: Oh, the same
4: right.
1: Because you know what it is? Two things. One, when we, so I'm, I'm like the vacation planner of the thing, right? When I thought about honeymoons, a lot of times people take two weeks. So if, you know, when people are thinking about this honeymoons, when you realize that you don't want to necessarily be in a beach for two weeks alone, like you might get bored, right? There's some good things to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're alone, is your honeymoon, but then you want to, you want to see things. And so we're like, okay, how can we, you know, the Maldives is like 24 hours is really far, but you're going to be there for two weeks probably not how can we put in a bit of culture right so we can go see something learn something mm-hmm. and then balance it off with also beautiful we also thought about or I thought about like how do i elevate the experience every time we go so every hotel every room everything was nicer so by the time you ended the trip it was a crescendo and yep. so it's like so so that was a, that was the notion of why it made it better and usually we don't splurge like we splurge on every hotel every room mm. i mean and not every meal but the experience kept getting better it yeah. was almost like i was unwrapping a present and i'll tell you a lot of times like i have these i'm a person who has like big visions and they don't always come true but i remember when we got into our um bungalow I, bungalow in the maldives because oh. i've always dreamed not always but you know you meet people who travel and i wanted to be in a room in the middle of the ocean that has a pool and i want to look out and I remember getting there and wondering if it was gonna be as nice as I seen all these photos. And it was. And I literally did a happy dance, like you know, mm-hmm. I was cool when the guy showed me around. Oh, welcome. I was like, oh yes, yes, take my champagne. <laughs> and then he shut the door and I was like, oh my God, this is real. Oh yeah. Oh, it was off the hook. And um, that was a, it was it was great when cause sometimes like you don't always plan something and, and achieves a vision and that had exceeded it so for me to see the culmination of that you know for us to you know first time we're men and wife and you know i'm seeing you know mrs oh, dow miss you know the, like on the doors um it was amazing, it was amazing.
0: yeah that that property yeah. is crazy we stayed at the Finaloo Finaloo? finalu yeah finalu uh oh man it was it was just it was ridiculous like we had our own private uh infinity pool, but the infinity pool actually went into the ocean. And if you chose to, there was a ladder on the side where you actually could just climb down and go into the ocean. And ocean was so clear and 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 warm. Um, I mean, it came up to a like maybe waist high, but you could see everything in there. So you you see like fish and stuff like that. Um, and the infinity pool was the same temperature, which I think was probably like about seventy-seven degrees. As the temperature outside, so you could jump into the pool and there was no shock. You know how you usually jump in the pool; you like you got easing. No, you jump in, jump out, no nothing. I've never experienced that before. It was it was perfect. I
1: encourage anyone who hasn't been to go. I will tell you one thing I, I remember is in the hotel they take you there's like a private beach. you Then they like transport you over to have a meal. Oh yeah, and I remember lunch. crying yeah. and lunch right. Yeah, so I'm in yeah. this remote place. There's like I mean, there's probably 50 people that probably staying at this resort at the time. And they had just got paid. That, that was like blasting in, yep. in, in the background, right? While yeah. I'm eating like lobster. And I remember I, I FaceTimed my parents. Oh, be, ain't,
0: ain't nothing going on but the rent. Oh,
1: ain't nothing going on yeah. the rent. They, yes. They played that. They played that song. And I was like, wait, how am I all the way across the it's world? 24 They're playing this right. music that reminds me of my family. And I remember I teared up. I cried and I called my parents and I said... You know, to be a Black woman, to be a Black couple, being this, like, to, to, to be in this kind yeah, of luxury and to feel how far we've gone, I said, you know, and for me, like, I made that commitment to myself. I said, we are going to bring my parents back. Like, we are going to celebrate our anniversaries together here. So their their anniversary is two days before ours, and they're going on their 46th year. But I said, like, I want to make sure that my, before my parents leave this earth, that they have experienced that kind of place that felt other
0: yeah that that, that was kind of surreal. yeah. like when we yeah that was the best lunch i've ever had in my life so they basically and we're talking about clear blue waters that are just unreal you feel like you're in a postcard they basically we they picked us up on this really long dock so you just walk all the way down this dock i think they had like an umbrella they they take you there escort you there they put you on like this really like slim boat And they they take you over to uh, this private island where they had like lobster and all kinds of crazy stuff for us, and they had it in these like traditional like bowls or whatever. It was just it was just beautiful with
1: black music in the background. Yeah, see that's
0: the thing that was was dope. dope. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then and then uh, yeah, everything about it like I mean, I think they had one oak. I think one oak was the club from Mm -hmm. LA. They had that there. I think the day before Paris Hilton was. DJing there. Um uh, I mean property is just amazing. They they take you on like little like tuk-tuks, like they just ride you around, you know, to your um, your bungalows. So somebody just picks you up on one of those little paddle, like uh, a bike slash whatever it is.
3: This is cool and food was amazing. Mm. So Ooh. you guys you guys built up this crescendo of a, mm-hmm. a honeymoon. Um do you guys
0: still have like a bucket list of places to go? Cause it sounds hey, like you yeah. set the bar high. Yeah. 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 I'm I, Cause so I, Oh, the other thing we were thinking, our other alternative to that was the Seychelles. So I definitely want to go to Seychelles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was thinking about maybe doing a Seychelles, Vietnam, Philippines type situation. Cause they're kind of all around that area. Yeah. Um, so we also
1: want to go back to Thailand. So we both, we've been to Thailand separately. Yeah. And so one thing Dee didn't mention, I don't know if he, I think I've mentioned this before when we first met, but I remember that first conversation. Cause you know, as a woman, you're always, for me, my mind's always listening and asking questions and just like, like okay, is this going to work, not work. And when he told me that he had, moved to Thailand because he wanted to start a fashion company and wanted to, you know, to build distribution. I was like, okay, wow, this is a man that had a vision is willing to go, but also even though he doesn't travel on a day-to-day perspective, the fact that you're willing, you spent a month in Thailand, didn't speak the language. Like you just went there and made it happen. I said, okay, that's the kind of guy who can travel. And separately (laughs) I had gone to Thailand years, you know, separately. So we want to go back together. So our vision is when we go back to the Maldives, we're going to go through Thailand so we can like, have that experience together and then go. We also talk about going to Ghana. Yes. Um, Ghana is one place you want to do together. you yeah, Southeast Asia. Um, and then my new vision, because I've been to like different countries. Like I like seeing the countries through his eyes, but I always like to try to add something new to it to, to bring some newness. But I want to start being able to spend like three weeks or like two weeks and where I'm actually with the people, right? So like the first time you go, you travel, and you visit the sites. But now I want to go, like, I want to go to Italy and rent a house, like, in the country. And I want to learn how to make pasta. Like, I want to, like, be in the local community, go to the, like, be one with the culture. So I think that would be nice as even for revisiting new places, you're having a completely different experience.
0: Yeah. As a guy, like, we went to uh, uh, Punta, Punta Delgada. In the Azores, or the Azores, as I guess the locals say. So that's like an island off the coast of Portugal, um, Ooh, and we kind of did that. Even though we stayed in a hotel, it was a very uh, we got really pedestrian. You know, we kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out and, and and hung out in you know where the locals were at. We went to like local bars and
4: yeah, a little
0: cool. local like hangout club and um, restaurants and stuff like that. And it was really. Um, it was really, it was, it was, it was really. I would say eye opening. I, I should say, like you know, it, it was definitely different than our usual. Like go to like some all inclusive resort where you, <laughs> you get pampered and you kind of you know don't don't really get to experience the culture. We
1: hiked. We bought hiking boots. Yeah,
0: we bought mm-hmm. hiking. We a lot. Of, we did a lot of good stuff. If anybody, I highly recommend. Um, uh, Punta Delgada, that, that the is Azores, a, yeah. the Azores. Like I, a lot of people don't really know about it, but that is a dope place, especially if you're into it, it, it you know, um, nature.
1: If you're eco-tourist.
0: yeah, yeah, ecotourist, even if you're not into it, because I'm not, I mean, I'm from DC, I, I'm not really into that, but it was so beautiful. <laughs> It was Mm -hmm. so cool, like um, the microclimates, like for you to like, you know, start off on a beach and then go up a mountain and then there's a rainforest and then there's like, you know, it's cloudy or it might be raining, but then you come all the way back down the mountain and it's dry and hot. So Mm -hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. How about you guys? What's your favorite place you've been?
1: Can we ask, can we ask you guys the question? You can. You can.
3: can favorite place i will say i mean i will say my most memorable is um and i think it's it's my top one country to visit is haiti
0: mm-hmm.
3: um it's my favorite because um she got to see it for the first time okay and so we went to the nicest part of Haiti <laughs> 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 so that was that was definitely an experience getting there and back i'll just leave okay. it at that
2: I love okay. hearing him say, "I took her home to my country." Mm-hmm. Like I love, I love that coming out of his mouth. I took her home, you know. That's yeah. dope. So, what's
3: <laughs> yeah. your favorite?
2: My favorite was Haiti. Okay. My favorite was Haiti. We got to that was a highs, highs, and 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 low. I don't want to. I don't even want to say lows because he left us with really good stories. <laughs> yeah. But um, Haiti is is going through and has been going through some um, unrest some civil unrest for some just causes. And there are some protests, but there was some protests happening when we were there. So we had extreme delays. There was a protest happening when we, we were on our way. We flew into um, Port-au-Prince and stayed at a really nice hotel in Port-au-Prince and then had set out on this journey to go to the this island or these islands off of the coast of Southern Haiti mm-hmm. um, called Ilavache. And that was just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It was similar to what you were describing, just like really, really remote, intimate island. Um, And we had uh, villas on the beach, like you're private villa it was like your own little cottage your own little home steps away from the beach like you went outside you had your few little steps and then you were on the beach it was oh, it was wow. great it was great and we had a four-hour hold up because um of a protest so already uh, a, a set out to be seven hour six or seven hour drive turned into an 11 hour travel time because we wow. got held up for four wow. hours on the road yeah so and and Um, similar to you, Jovi, that trip taught me a lot about Paige and his temperament and he is really calm under pressure and, and really looks out to make sure I'm safe and I don't need to know everything. He just tells me what I need to know (laughs) enough to keep me calm because he knows I'm easily (laughs) excitable. So he, he was protecting not only like my physical safety, but my emotional safety too. So
3: so that brings us to a good point. Yeah. Like, what have you guys learned about each other in travel?
2: Yeah, through travel, what have you learned about each other as a couple? Jovi, you said that you learned that D was like, okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take things in stride and whatever comes, you know, that that that's how it's gonna be. But what else have you learned about each other that you wouldn't have learned if you hadn't traveled
0: together? I don't know. Have I learned anything about you that, like, oh my God, this is something new? No, I don't think so. I think we, I, what what I did learn is that we like a lot of the same things. And I think we are kind of kindred spirits. We do mm. like to, you know, travel and experience new experiences. And we like to, you know, uh, experiment, I guess, with foods and yeah. take in things and kind of explore. I think that's kind of what I discovered. Or well, i I would say I even discovered it by myself because I, I I was like not real like traveler until I met her, so you know, but now, I, but now, yes, I mean, I'm like, okay, where are we going before it's like you know
1: you're always, but don't think you you're making it seem like as if you were always, you weren't excited for every trip. I think the thing
0: no, I was excited for every trip. I'm just saying that I just needed a nudge, you know, it's not like you know i i I was like not the planner, but when she mentioned it or, you know, started planning, then I would get excited, you know, and then I started to look forward to trips, you know, and, and traveling. Then I, you know, I started to get restless, like, okay, when are we going somewhere, you know? Yeah. So she kind of gave me the travel bug, you know, I think that's probably the, you know, one of the, yeah one of the things that I've gotten from, I guess, traveling.
1: I would say somewhere. it probably, I don't know if it's anything new, but I think it's stuff that it confirmed or, something that it brought it more into perspective, right? So D is a very, he's a person you can kind of bring anywhere, but literally now that we've been all over the world and I've seen him build relationships and connect and navigate different languages, us, like, you know, different levels of comfort. And yet he's always cool and has this, but also he builds like friends. Everyone always wants to like be around him. And so it's really nice to feel like your partner that you can navigate life and, and you can, Take each other anywhere and still be okay, right? And I think also like his love for learning, like, and even though he didn't travel as much, but he's always been a person who just absorbs information and has just been very curious. So to see that curiosity be piqued by different things. Um, you know whether we're in museums or whether we new people or eating new food, and to see his mind open—it's just like a beautiful thing to see, and to see that he's also thirsty for. It. And then also, you know, I think about when, when we first started traveling to where we are now, where he's like, "Jovi, we gotta go!" Like, I, we got we got four countries we need to go to, and now he's like the one, and I'm like, "Babe, we gotta do other things!" It's like, no, 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 we gotta do this and this and this. It's it's a beautiful like um,
0: transformation. Transformation
1: to see now who's the person who's or, like or evolution. Yeah. I
0: yeah, yeah I, I've, I've evolved. Yeah. Before I was like, why would you do that? You could buy some shoes, you could buy a new <laughs> <laughs> would You, spend that kind of money? you, could, you could put a down payment on the car. I don't know. <laughs> you can't okay. take your money with you, but you can buy so any- it sounds like
3: planning a trip is has shifted from you planning a trip the whole time to now he's like, Look, we need to go on. So is it so there's a difference between planning a trip and suggesting uh, where to go. So the suggestions seem to be a
0: collaborative event. Who actually plans the trip? Yeah. Well, the last trip, I think, didn't I plan it?
1: Who's the planner?
0: Okay, I'm not going to lie. My wife is a planner. <laughs> However, and the last what trip. Do you,
1: and, what, and what do you say?
0: Thank you, Jovi. You no. are the family planner. Yes. Because when you. I try to do stuff, it sometimes doesn't go all the way right. But I'm just saying, you know, I try now. So, yeah. like, I try. Like, the, we went to the last trip I planned, Antigua. So we went to Antigua. I, I planned mm-hmm. that trip. I thought that was fun. You yeah. know,
1: it was really good. It was my birthday. Yeah, yeah. he did a good job. But typically, I'm the planner. But what we try to do is, we talk with it. We talk about the location. But I just love. I love to travel. It's like in my soul. Like I can, if like I can be up to four or five o'clock in the morning researching destination yes. things to do, and I'm not tired right he doesn't get that same level of energy so it's also about figuring out like how do you balance each other but we also don't schedule things all the way through right it's just enough so you have a hotel
4: mm-hmm. you
1: understand the top attractions but you you leave enough like leeway. space yeah. leeway so that you can just be spontaneous
3: yeah. yeah we will just sit at the pool for the rest of the day if we don't have anything planned <laughs> so, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm,
3: Bar,
0: ain't nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah, you
2: know, like I mean? no, but we we do, we are spontaneous. Like we know, we know what we want to do and we get well a lot of time, a lot of trips have been group trips that are already planned down to the you know a science and whole it- itinerary. But Aruba, we left, we left room and we, you know, left explored. Room. And we left <laughs> room. We we, did. No, no,
3: we really did We we it's <laughs> it's hit or miss, right? So <laughs> neither one of us are the greatest planners for trips. We have huge aspirations for things to happen. Yeah. And then life just says, I don't feel like leaving today. Or Lovely. an edible. Right. One of the two. Right. <laughs> we, were, we were happy. Like one of our guests said, we were happy for a long period we of time. We were
2: happy in Jamaica. I think so, we lost a day and a half.
3: You, know? <laughs> you lost a day and a half. <laughs> no, you gained it. You gained, we
2: gained it. We gained exactly. it. Because gained both it. of us needed the rest. We we needed it's to recharge and replenish. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Come on. that's So priceless. you mentioned.
3: You mentioned earlier you travel for culture, right? Like mm-hmm. now you're you're planning on traveling for culture, seeing the sites as a local. Yeah. Um. So as as a as individuals, right? So I'll I'll start with you, D, real quick. You know, as a black man traveling the United States, right? Yeah. You know, certain places you go, you get that look like, I don't know, you belong here or not, right? Um. Have you seen that? I mean, Thailand is a unique case because they welcome just about everybody, Mm, right? right. Um, Have you seen that in your travel to, let's say, um, London and Paris? Mm. Um, Because once again, you traveled without her. Uh, Um, Did you experience any like hesitations to either approach or see you in a different light?
2: What's your traveling while Black experience?
0: I don't know if I've had... Overseas, I don't know if I've really had any bad experiences based on my race. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I've encountered stuff here in America, <laughs> um, but I mean the places that I've been, I no, I don't think I've really. And, and also, I feel like, hey, maybe because I'm traveling with my wife, I think that kind of you know um, de-escalates things possibly maybe unbeknownst to me, you know, so I don't know, but I haven't really sensed anything other than, Hey, you know, these guys are foreigners, you know, uh, but I haven't really experienced any, anything bad. I mean, maybe thank people God. might be curious. That's good. About, thank- mm-hmm. oh, Joby? Hey, where are you from?
1: Yeah. You know, um, thank God. No. And I will actually tell you, it's part of the reason why I like to travel because I get treated better overseas than I get treated in my own country. So that's why I actually don't do much American travel. First of all, your money goes further. A lot of people, so that's another thing, people don't tell you that like actually traveling to Cali or going to All-Star Weekend, like you could be in the Maldives somewhere for two weeks, like living your best life for the same amount of money, but no one tells you that information. But that's beside, that's the second point. But the first point is just like, I get treated so well. And now I do travel at a certain standard. Like if I'm gonna go, I wanna, you know, live nice. I'm not staying at like the absolute best, but I'm staying somewhere. And it feels great. And I know sometimes it's because they feel like I have money and I'm a a tourist of money, but you know what? It's great when someone says tourist, but like, I'm not afraid of you. Oh, miss, miss, what can I help you with? Miss, sit, eat at my restaurant. You know, like versus here, people looking at you, do you have enough money? People are following you. Like, I don't have to deal with that. And even when I went to, like I was in Malaysia and Vietnam and I remember like, there is definitely, they, they had, no exposure to black people. I remember there was me and it was like three of my friends and we're all different complexions of black, right? And there were these 60 guys in motorpeds, and they were stopping at a light and literally we we're walking on the street and I could see all their heads turn and stare at us. And like literally 60 heads and it was like a light. And i was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And this little girl came up to me. I was in a park. And she tried to rub my skin and she wanted to see if it came off. But it was interesting because it was more about curiosity than it was about you are someone I should be afraid of. And for me, right. I'm okay with that, right? Because that's just talks about exposure. So I actually enjoy traveling um, mm-hmm. while Black. But do you know what thing I have noticed, which is sad, is it's not traveling while Black, it's being an African-American traveling. Because you are, because I see how African people are treated mm. in especially a lot of countries, especially in Europe, when they think that you are an immigrant
0: yeah.
1: versus when they think you are a Taurus and they treat us completely different.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that in uh, Spain. Spain. So there are places where mm-hmm. I actually purposely speak
1: English so people can know. Yeah. And it's it's horrible that you have to navigate these nuances
0: mm-hmm. for them
1: to then connect you with uh, with something else and then treat you properly.
3: Wow. Yeah. And 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 the the whole reason for asking this question is really to show that like. The world sees us differently than we see ourselves right Mm -hmm. and when i say ourselves america right Mm -hmm. um as blacks as people of the diaspora i mean as you stated we're treated differently or internationally unfortunately the brothers and sisters from the continent get treated similar to how we are treated here which Mm -hmm. is kind of sad right and so, you know, a lot of people don't know, right? If you don't travel, you don't, you don't talk about these stories. And this is why I really ask this question is because, you know, we really need to hear that, hey, we're not treated the same when we go elsewhere, right? So mm-hmm. that little kid that's never left his block in Queens or in, in Newark or in D- Northeast DC, they need to understand that, yo, this melanin takes you a lot further. Right. And they treat you a lot better. When you when you leave these United States,
1: it's, it's night and day. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, it's so. I mean, listen. Sometimes, what stereotypes you can use them for a benefit. And these relatively tall. When we were, in, you know, in Greece, someone thought he was a basketball player. It's like, oh my God, oh, yeah. who who are you? And listen, I don't. I'll take that. that you know, funny. if you want, if you want to, you want to treat me someplace and take me someplace. I mean, someplace good, you know. But like. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'll take it. Cause it's, it's just so nice when people expect good from you.
0: Right. You know mm-hmm. They mean? Mm-hmm. Positive stereotype. A
1: posi- <laughs> and also the export of black culture. I mean, when you travel, uh, first of all, they know more about politics. Or, I feel like, and I'll be honest, like more sometimes more than I knew my own. They would tell me about American government and traveling during yeah. the Barack Obama era. Oh my gosh. It was the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, Barack Obama. I love your president. Come sit, eat, you know, or just like, <laughs> Oh, I love this music. And, the, and, and, they, it's almost interesting because they say try like to connect
0: the, yeah, they try to connect they've heard this
1: you. story about how we're oppressed here <laughs> that it's almost like they're like okay you got out like I want you to have a good experience like I can't explain <laughs> but it's not like they mm. say words but they're like man you're you know I know it's so hard you know being black people I see it and, and I'm so glad you're here and it's just the way that they engage it's also sometimes mindful right about their their acknowledgement of our system the mm-hmm. other thing to take to consideration, and I've noticed this the more I travel, is the Americans are about race. Most parts of the world, it's about class. Mm-hmm.
4: And again, mm-hmm. now
1: class and race, unfortunately, in a lot of countries, they still go hand in hand. But that's why people are able to switch because they feel like you have you're at a higher class, you have money, you have status, you can do things, mm-hmm. and so they treat you accordingly. So it's a very yeah. so when you see people moving in these different constructs because every country has it
3: about the you
1: know who they pay attention to it's interesting
3: so wait till you get to africa you will be floored i mean cuz the thing is you know it, it also depends on where you go i'll just preface that right
4: mm-hmm. but
3: um i haven't had a bad welcoming to the motherland mm-hmm. ever
0: yeah. right
3: like depending on where you go they're going to haggle with you price wise. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the cost of doing business. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh But when I say, welcome, my brother, welcome, my beautiful queen sister, welcome King, welcome home, welcome home. Mm -hmm. Like it's on a different, like we both went to the year to return separately Mm -hmm. Uh and it was, it was, it was almost like, I want to say like Ghana was like going to Haiti. Cause pretty much was going to Haiti (laughs) (laughs) given the, given the coast, but it was like, yo, like we, I made connections with people that I still talk to today um, doing business with our people. I met there till today. And so it was really one of those. And then when talk about people being grateful, right? Like I literally was giving the shirt off my back. The kid was like, all right, I'm gonna put it right back on and floss. Like it was brand new. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's definitely welcoming. I mean, once you guys go, like you'll see a completely different world because here there's been this contrived division between Africans and Black Americans, True. right? And well, I'll just put it like this, between the Black Americans and the diaspora, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a concerted effort to keep us apart, right? <laughs> but I believe if we can get past that, I think we'll see so much cuz when we go back home when, when we go back to the continent you don't see that they see us as almost equal right and it's one of those things where when we're here we're fighting each other and then when we go there it's like hey brother hey sister was good i haven't seen you in a long time you know mm-hmm. what i mean so so that's 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 an that's something interesting that you'll see cuz I mean, D, you know, like your African family probably see your American friends one way, and your American friends see your <laughs> African family one way. But once you go back, now that you're an adult, you have a different lens to see the the sure. difference in behavior.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I um, you know, I I grew up, you know, kind of, you know, with that dual uh, culture, right? So you got you have, you know, at home you have the traditional Nigerian. You know, upbringing, culture, and then uh, obviously you got to go to school. You gotta, you know, go outside. <laughs> you grow up, you know, and you get the black experience. You know, especially in Chocolate City, well, Smokey City now, but you know, when I was, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, there, there is that that uh that divide. But what I've noticed uh, uh of late, um, is is that it's 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 being embraced now, and I maybe that's Yeah. You know, I don't know, but I think or through uh, marriage, because I feel like, you know, growing up, you know, I would tell people, oh, yeah, I'm Nigerian. Like, oh, my auntie's Nigerian or my uncle, my my auntie married a Nigerian. So somebody has a Nigerian in their family.
3: There's, there's <laughs> someone, a lot of there's a lot of, Ni- of Nigeria's West Africa and um, Ethiopia is heavy in D.C., Oh so, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those, those, those are yeah. Those are all my friends. So, so these are all the people that I've you know grown up with and know and understand their culture and you know we all you know at least uh, being first generation we all kind of link you know and bond on those things. There's, there's a big segment of us and and you know they had to go through that you know that whole oh yeah I, mm-hmm. I, believe uh, me cultural mm-hmm. situation growing up.
3: Growing up Haitian American or yeah, Haitian Haitian American American born, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of those I was getting African booty scratcher, but I was like, but I'm Haitian. Like, how yeah, does that work? Like, thing, does that's everybody that's get it. this? Or everybody you know what get
0: I mean? except everybody. for the Jamaicans. The Jamaicans wasn't getting it. You know no, what I mean? No, no, I'm old enough to remember they got it too. And then their music became really popular. Mm. and then they started killing people. And then,
3: mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. no, it's it's real because yes. it wasn't until it wasn't until I want to say like Zo Pound or like Wyclef and the Fugees came about, yeah. or even a little bit past that, that people recognized what Haitians were. Yeah, and think. then I remember, and I remember one um, Labor Day, there mm. were all these non-Haitians with Haitian flags. Oh, yeah. I was like, bro, okay. what you She's do with play Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, hold on what you do with the flag, but but I think to your
2: point, it, it is we've the, witnessed the evolution in we, our time, in our in yes. our lifetimes. Yeah, right. and
3: it's yeah. and it's amazing to see it because mm-hmm. it's now, you know, and I think it is the music, right? Because popular culture dictates the path of social sure. um social constructs now. Yeah. But also Exposure is, is, in general, too, because
2: it's but, music, it's food, it's proximity, it's you know, living and movies and yeah. yeah. It's,
0: it's
2: yeah. that first yeah.
0: generation, though, so that's why I wanted. To, you know, I had to cut you off. It's the first generation. It's, it's us. It's us. It's us because now. We're not a, a, a foreign concept where, you know, when I was growing up, you know, they had National Geographic. And we're like, oh, that's you guys. You guys ride right <laughs> Right, mean, right. Ride right. Well, I mean, tigers.
2: It took right. 30 years. It yeah. took
0: 30 yeah. years for it to become accepted at this point. Oh, but
2: now
3: right? it's your it friend. But yep. it's now yeah. your,
0: fr- it's your friend or you're dating this girl who's Haitian or Nigeria or whatever. It's like, oh, you're just like yeah. me. And
2: and then we're not teaching the next generation to be fearful or distrust or have this dissemination between members of the diaspora.
0: Yeah, because now I think it, that's now, helpful,
2: too, because I think, you know, a lot of us for our parents, it was like, oh, don't touch them. They're dirty. Or, you know, for, you know, other people looking at the United States or Black Americans, they're okay. lazy. But then you come here and you experience something different. So you're not telling that narrative anymore. Right,
1: right. I think it's also a couple of things, right? Like, so one of them is, you know, when we were younger, right, it was all about there was this notion of assimilation, right? That was a cultural pull. Like if if you want to get ahead as black people, you have to assimilate. So anybody yes. else was not riding that train. Or this notion of like, you know, I don't see color, right? This whole right, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which then is like, nice. it's so
1: it's true. But what I'm saying is, so if you're if you're not riding this this very like narrow perception of like what you should be, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you're other, if you have an accent, it 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 really ostracizes you, right? But if you mm-hmm. think about the last five. I want to say five, full 10, but maybe like seven, eight years, right. Where it's been more about appreciating difference and seeing who you are. It's become, I don't say we're cooler, but it has been to be unique and to be different and to share where you're from and to have a backstory, mm-hmm. you know, like it's so interesting when I meet friends and people are like, Oh, where are you from? And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm black. I'm from here. It's like, well, no, but tell me about your I'm like, I don't have like this, who, this huge story that some people have, and I feel like that's not an expectation, which is open up the world and allow people to kind of fly their colors. And to your point about music, like Afrobeat now, right? Like we had it at our wedding and now it's so funny, like we hear it everywhere and everyone mm-hmm. wants to do a feature. And so it was beautiful now to see not just an appreciation because there was always up in the North, you know, in the North, like there was always Jamaican music. Like, there was always, always this whole Caribbean feel. Right, mm-hmm. not necessarily the African feel, but now that there's like an African feel to things, I feel like people are really opening and wanting to learn more. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring back to your comment about going back to the concert. Right. So I've been to like northern Africa and like I want to go to Ghana. I've heard so many amazing things. Right, I want go to go to South Africa. I obviously, I have to go to Nigeria. This is where my you know my husband's from, my family's from. My own family says
0: it. don't come. And if you <laughs> don't tell nobody, like literally, my uncle just told me that <laughs> yesterday. That's he's 80 like, right now. He's like, yeah. if you go. I'll hook you up, but you don't tell nobody. You just go see who you need to go see, and then you get out. Yeah. Because um, they're kidnapping people right now. That's but, the new thing.
1: But I remember some what? friends telling me, some other Black friends, that they didn't have the best experience. So that's been, mm-hmm. I tell you, that's the reason why I, hasn't, I haven't been, like, fully gung-ho. They said, like, how they were expecting a welcome, and they didn't get that. They were—they mm-hmm. felt like other Mm. and they wanted to and be like, "Hey, my sister and my brother like I'm home and I'm like I'm home but like I'm here and I just want to be and they're like no you're not so mm-hmm. it's interesting I'm glad you guys have had experience and that's the experience I hope to have especially you know as we as we go and and, and really kind of tour the continent not tour but like experience it I think
2: the Ghana being your first West African experience you'll mm-hmm. get that exact thing I've yeah. never been to Nigeria I do have Nigerian friends that say the same thing you'd say D is Mm, maybe not maybe not maybe right not now. so much <laughs> maybe not right now maybe just stay in legos but then it feels like any other national um, major city so right. yeah i get that but you're right jovi it just it depends on where you go and i think ghana is your first one will mm. be a good one
3: but yeah. i i, I want to say that as well but keep your expectations low open no open, open. yeah open, right mm. um don't expect it's gonna be weird to say this, but don't expect anything from anybody, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's and it's one of those things where and for the listeners as well, is you know, an experience isn't based on what you expect, it's based on what you experience, right? Mm. Because if you set unrealistic expectations, yeah. you're gonna disappoint Try yourself. Not to
2: anticipate. Right, yeah. And
3: so with 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 going to first perfect example, Morocco, you know, the country of the Moors. But it's predominantly lighter skinned Africans or yeah. I don't even want to call it. It's a mix between
2: but, European and African. Right. Like that's what happened to Morocco. It's right. seven miles away from Spain. So, right. you know, the Moors did the conquest of Spain, and then es- Espanola came. I mean, the Spanish came and and re- you know, pushed them out and took over <clears> parts <throat> of northern northern Africa as well. So you get this this, this marriage, this mix Mm -hmm. between African and Spanish culture, and you can feel it. Um, And then the French came in for some time as well. So you have this, this French infusion. It's, it's a lot going on. It doesn't feel like West Africa, West Africa definitely feels different. Mm -hmm. Um, But like Paige said, your experience every, when I went to Morocco, I stayed at a black owned, um, a a black owned hotel. And Mm -hmm. this woman, her father was from Senegal And her mother was from Guyana. She was raised in France. And there was this mass, but um, because of Yves Saint Laurent and all the things that were going on, um, Christian Dior, a lot of inspiration was coming out of Morocco. So a lot of French came to to Marrakech specifically and created Uh this culture. So created Mm -hmm. this this French, um, Spanish, African experience. And Mm -hmm. so she hired all West African um, and p- the greeters, all the hosts were from West Africa and our particular host was from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And so we got all, we got out of the cab. The first thing she said was, is this your first time in Morocco? We said, yes, our first time in Africa. She mm-hmm. said, welcome home. So I do feel like Ghanaian, um, this this influence of like, welcome back, come back. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's fitting that the year of the return the events and the festivities happened in Ghana because Ghana has probably been the most outreaching in mm, terms uh, of the countries in West Africa, and it happens to be the most safe, at least right now. For now, yeah,
0: that's yeah. what everybody, all my cousins, that's what they say. They're like, "Yo, go to
2: Ghana. Yeah. <laughs> go to Ghana. Go to Ghana. You want the West African feel, but you want to be
1: safe. Yeah. Go to Ghana. listen, I want to spend my money, and and I want them, you know, to increase their level of tourism, right, to be able to kind mm. of help bring more money back into the into the community into the continent." Yeah, and then the continent. When, you know, there's two things it made me think about, Paige, when you talk about it, And I totally agree. Like, you have to go open, right? Like, I think the only thing I expect is to learn. That's my only yeah. expectation. Or I don't know if it's an expectation, but it's a hope. You know, mm-hmm. I always want to yeah. come away feeling different or learning something about myself or about people mm-hmm. that will make me, that will enrich me as a person. So that's mm-hmm. not my expectation. But I will say, you know, there... I did live in London for a year and it was interesting how, I, I guess I had, there was this expectation of being black. It's almost like I did this before. Right? So I now learned you got to just separate, mm. but you know, here in America, I don't care what complex you are, or what spectrum you are like you black, you black, right. And then you just create a community, no matter where you are, you see each other, you kind of nod, you, you know, you just know. Mm. And in London, it was so hard because it, it was so separate.
4: Mm. And I was
1: just, I remember going there and I said, okay, well, I want to go to like black party. I just want to like feel where my people are I'm like, no, no, no. The Jamaicans are here, you know, <laughs> you know, the Nigerians are here and they don't mix. Right. So it's so interesting for me to even be in a place where I just wanted us because I guess in America it has to be like, you just have to find your sense of community. That it's not just about race. Right. Mm. And that was a whole nother layer that I wasn't even expecting. Right. Um, but yeah, no, we're really so it's interesting when you're living in a place and trying to experience color and, and culture and how do you fit in. And then when you're visiting, what are the expectations?
3: Right. Okay. And and it's it's I, I like this I, because we're talking about growth and growing into the new norm of what, what is our ex our blending cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of talk about how we all survived. A lockdown for about 18, 20 months, give or take a few, right? (laughs) Um, and you guys clearly survived, right? Um together. (laughs) So how are you moving into a new norm? Right. Like, you know, a lot of us was forced into work from home. Some of us have already been doing that. Um, there's family, there's work, there's outside activities. How are you guys finding your new normal in? the ever-changing variants of this pandemic?
1: I'll go first and say, listen, I feel blessed to have a home and a place and and, and a relationship and a husband that make me feel safe. But it's been hard, you know, just thinking about this topic of travel because it's it's such an integral part of my life, Mm. or at least it has been. And feeling like I can't really go new places um, has been super hard on me because I don't have an escape. I use it as a form of escapism and a way to rejuvenate And I haven't had that time. Mm
0: -hmm. And now
1: in this world, I was like, okay, last year things were getting better. Now I can start playing my big international trips, right? Like I want to go to Ghana. Like I want to like bring back this, this is our fifth year anniversary. Like we want to go back to the Maldives. You want to start pulling these things in and feeling like every time the world opens, it closes. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. now traveling. And I feel like my world is shrinking. And I didn't realize how the impact it had on me until probably a couple months ago and I was like, something's off. Mm. You know, obviously you miss your family. You can't see your friends, but I was like, there's something I'm not getting that I normally get in my life. And I realized it's the lack of travel and the newness of locations that take me to a place that transports me someplace else.
0: Right. That energy. Yeah. You like, you like, right. energies, you know, and yeah. vibes and, and that's not possible right now. So, mm-hmm. I, mean, I just, I don't know. I, I just try to do weird things like projects or try to create hobbies like you know I don't know and or or move to different parts of the house and and pretend like I'm somewhere else when I'm working you know it's like a new coffee shop it's not it's, uh, the Yeah college, <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah so as or something you know So and,
3: as as you guys are moving forward how Does your planning change now, right? Like planning for new trips, because I know for us we had to shut down so many trips because every time we tried to go, Mm. something got shut down. Yeah. Right. So how are you moving around different now that you're planning a new travel calendar?
4: Yeah.
0: And there are places you want to go. It's trying to plan it by ear is pretty. It's pretty. I mean, you have to plan it by ear because it's just really tough to actually plan things because you just don't know if it's going to be shut down or if the you know there's a new variant or you know the infections increase it's, it's kind of hard so you kind of have more abstract planning like you know around this time let's see and then you know hopefully you can buy a ticket you know yeah if it seems okay sort of safe I think you like know windows
1: always buy travel insurance yeah <laughs> you know yeah. um I think that's something I didn't reason to buy it ever, but like I've now. It's Jackie age. Oh.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry about that.
1: Um, no, worries. no worries. So I, We thought it was here. I know.
0: <laughs>
1: so I would say, you know, think about travel insurance. I think just do your research. So for me, it's all about being safe. You know, I've had people in my family who passed because of COVID. So I just, it, I also follow more news now and I research like, The practices of the countries i'm thinking about right and so it's not it's looking at obviously like who's open but also looking at the
0: cdc the cdc and then
1: are are, are, is that country are people vaccinated are they kind of are they anti-vaxxers like where does that fit and how and then also the i do more research into the safety of hotels i don't just look at it's this is a nice place to be so then i look at like what is their health so like Reviews. reviews Reviews. I looked at say people do they feel safe do, do they feel like they're they're following good health protocols mm-hmm. um, and then I think you know part of it's going to be you know as we're adjusting to this new normal is you know part of it's like finding new joy in local locations right i'm like okay we've always focused internationally how do we focus more locally potentially you know to get that same feeling what's the feeling we want and then what are the places i can do it
4: mm-hmm.
1: and then i think just you know we're going to have to move eventually and it's like okay what are those new local places that you can Local-ish, right? I'm still traveling, but that might um, be fun and different. So, but yeah. what do you have for us? Because you guys have been everywhere. Yeah, y'all been everywhere. are
3: the shit. ultimate organizers. We pay people to organize our trips. So, <laughs> I mean, we do a little. <laughs> we listen. We I'm, did
2: some. Uh, don't don't do that. We give us some credit. We did. Yeah, I'll a give you credit. On our own, we got something coming up. Um. Listen, that's we can we say I'm
3: paying, I'm paying somebody <laughs> to plan my trips for me because yeah. like because the reason I, I said that even if it's solo like couples trips, right? Just the two of us, their job is to stay on top of the CDC warnings, the country warnings. And true. at the end of the day, it allows us the flexibility to do whatever, pay whenever, however we want, um, over yeah. a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little spoiled. Most of my trips that I've gone on are planned for me. Right. right trips that I plan myself don't really go that well, right? So, <laughs> so it's one of those situations where if you could get a, um, if you can allot yourself that freedom of having a, a professional do it for you, or hop on a trip, a,
2: a group trip that's already planned,
3: itinerary, right. Right.
2: accommodations, all that stuff. Yeah, and
3: so and so you know it allows you to like be less stressed. Cause yeah. you know, our trip planner keeps us up to date with all the CDC guidelines, mm-hmm. the entry guidelines for the particular country in mind. Mm. And she created an entire, she curated mm-hmm. an entire itinerary for us
2: based on what we wanted. You know what you I know? mean?
3: And so it's one of those where, you know, anywhere we go, she'll be like, all right, these are the things that are available. Which one of these things do you want to go to? All yeah. right, bet. It's all in one price.
2: Yeah.
3: You know what um, I mean? Yeah. So and then even if we throw a couple extra bucks in there, she'll buy our flights as well. Mm-hmm. So it it really is a one-stop shop that we're, and not just her, a couple of other people that we interviewed that are travel agents as well. Yeah, They'll cover the entire thing for you. You tell them, I want five countries in two weeks. They'll set up five countries in two weeks mm-hmm.
4: for you. you wow. Know? Yeah. So
3: that's kind of my cheat code to traveling because, and then there's other like Groupon. There's, um. One uh, was that one gateway, which is like um, a bundled um, travel agency where mm-hmm. if you want to go to Eastern Europe, flight and hotel run you twelve hundred dollars.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. And then there's That's a tour good. involved in the whole process. So um, there's so many different options that you have, but it really depends on what you want to do. Like it sounds like you want the nitty gritty. I want to I want to do it myself. I will join because your trip. Because it's a part of the euphoria
2: yeah. for you. I will like, join you, your trip. You said you're I know up at you're four or five that. in the morning and you're researching, yeah. and it doesn't feel like work, and it's, you're not tired. So that part is invigorating yeah. for you. Like
1: for me, I was like, I could have someone do it for me, but I actually was like, no. But I you like I that. To do it. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she loves doing
0: because it. Because yeah. the thing
1: is, like, I, like when I travel, it's my mind goes somewhere far. Because I'm always going to go somewhere. Not always most of the time it's somewhere beautiful. So I'm like, Oh, it's so beautiful. Why is it so beautiful? And then I start to, my mind just starts to like, just, well, and what's the really there. That's so exciting. that I should check out. Oh yes. And I just like, I just get geeked out every time it's the win. yeah. it's the win. So, you know, what? So I think that's the part of the process for me. And it's like, and now I'm thinking about like, how do I find the joy again? Where are the places that are going to excite mm. me? Mm. You know? And so, you know-
3: so with that being said, right, let's give, I mean, you, I'm hoping you're willing to share some of your special sauce with the <laughs> audience, right? Yeah, what are let's get some five, tips. What are some five, like, give me five top travel planning tips for a person that just saw the show and you guys inspired them to travel? Like, as a uh, beginner, what are some things that they should start Or advice,
1: doing you know, tips, so, advice. Mm-hmm. First piece of advice I always give, and this is less for a specific trip, but it's a lifestyle, and it's enabled us to travel is I have a vacation savings account. Uh, So starting back when I was 22, I take money out. Just like you say, you pay yourself first, you take your savings. I pay my vacation account and I don't touch it. And it's in another bank and it just sits there. And, you know, listen, you could start with, thinking about how much you want to spend for the year, but it could be like a hundred dollars, you know, just start somewhere. So that way, when you see a good deal, you can jump on it. And most importantly, a lot of times what happens is we travel someplace, you spend more money than because you're there, you want to have a good time, and then you come back and now you're broke. You gotta you gotta wait until your next paycheck because you, you now like you're kind of off of your schedule. When you have this account, you can tap into it, come back, and feel normal. It's the yes. b- it's, it's been the best thing. Like that's a, that's a big. It's a, a longer term thing, but a thing that pays off. Um, in terms of travel, I always look for. Um, <clears throat> chips, right? So one is that I always TripAdvisor is my best friend. TripAdvisor, yes, Trip, TripAdvisor, Trip, yeah, TripAdvisor is my best friend. I always look at reviews. Yes. So okay, listen, TravelZoo is great. So you get to see the top twenty hits. I think it, I don't know if it still opens on Wednesdays, but you got to get there early. So the best deals are always early mornings. You got to be a person who's like find these like travel like deals. Yeah. And you get them early because they sell out quick. The other thing of it is, like my flights, you got to look at, you know, for Tripadvisor. No, was it kayak? They have a they have a a ticker yeah. that tells you whether or not like a price you should buy or not buy. If it's because they what they do is they now tell you the average, the average price, price and whether or not they expect to go up or down. Mm-hmm. Oh, search for stuff in incognito. So what the biggest thing that yes. a lot of these sort of travel companies, especially online, have done is they look at your travel history. So you're dreaming of a place. The you cookies. go, you go, you go. And the price keeps rising. You're like, Oh, my God, I need to buy it now. Right. No, you don't. they've been tracking cookies. And that's why mm-hmm. the price is going. up. <clears throat> so yep. go onto mm-hmm. your browser. If you have Safari, click incognito, which pretty much means they can't no, find
0: Google. Google's incognito.
1: Yeah, Google. It's in private. It's in private. Or just
0: clear your cookies. Or just yeah. clear your cookies.
1: But the point of it is, it allows you to really see the true price of the hotel. And I encourage everyone to read the reviews. I know sometimes we see the stars ratings. If you go to like Expedia, mm. you go to those places. You want to read the reviews. Read their reviews. So I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. And I like, if I'm traveling somewhere all-inclusive, I'll need to have top shelf liquor. And I want to make sure it's safe. We talk about it's COVID. Look into your prices. Start to read. Don't just read the fives. Read the ones, the two stars. See if it's at a picky traveler and mm. you can be like, OK, you're just picky. Or if you keep seeing people saying, hey, I see roaches everywhere. And hey, <laughs> you know, I got sick or hey, you know what? You just may want to pass the hotel, even though it has a lot of ratings. What happens is over time, it might have been great, you know, two years ago. But during COVID, they might have let everything go. Only got two restaurants open. Now yeah. you mad, you there and ain't got no food. So I encourage you to just go deep and read across the yeah. reviews. Is that yeah. helpful?
0: Yeah. Yeah, would, That's yeah helpful. absolutely. Even the stars, a quick thing is I, I usually look for at least a thousand stars and then I could start to trust it around a thousand. Oh, mm-hmm. reviews. Thousand yeah. thousand reviews. Yeah. Yeah. You just like, I just look at it and go, all right, they got like, you know, I don't know, like a bunch of five stars if it's more five stars or four or whatever it is the most of nine times out of ten when you have that much of a a sample it's usually pretty right but yes do go down and read the reviews for the Mm nitty-gritty details because there are certain things that might be important to you that others it might not be then also i think on tuesdays i i like to i like to buy tickets on google travel so google travel kind of like is a um What what it was an aggregator, and so therefore you can kind of get all the tickets. You have to kind of go here and there, but yes, just like kayak too. But Hopper does that as well.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, you can do that on Hopper. Hopper,
3: Hopper allows you you to freeze the price based in time. Yep.
1: Mm. Yeah. 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 Your trap, your credit card. That's another thing. I use points a lot, and you (laughs) got to get creative with points because sometimes you can swap points. So there's credit cards that you can like move points from airlines. across airlines or you can move from hotels to places. So just, you know, if you're going to be spending the money anyway, and, and we're now in a place where, you know, there's a cash shortage or what they're saying, like, you know, maybe leverage your credit card as a way to build points for travel. Right. Yeah. Responsibly. Mm-hmm.
3: Responsibly. Responsibly. Yes, yes. Yes. Don't spend money. Yeah. <laughs> <not> because. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, that's how we, honestly, that's how we booked our hotel for our wedding. We are like, okay, what hotel, we're, we were looking down, we're like, okay, you gotta be thoughtful. Like, okay, you know, there's gonna a lot of people who are gonna be staying in a hotel. You're gonna get a lot of points for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that, in, in that, for example, Bonvoy. Bonvoy is probably one of the biggest like hotel conglomerates we're gonna do to gather points. You can start to yeah, say, Oh, boy. well, now I can see I could I could stay at the Ritz Carlton. I where all the place I could stay and how many points? You're like, Oh, this is great. So, you know, if you're planning any events, so you're doing it hosting anything, mm-hmm. start to, you know, and if you can, I mean, listen, I love boutique hotels. But if I know I want to stand for a big trip, I might start staying at a Hilton or Marriott and Mm -hmm. gain points that way so then I can use it to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Nice, nice.
3: Good tips. Okay, that's that's amazing. So what you guys got going on that people might want to start either following you or, you know, check out what you guys could be Mm -hmm. producing soon.
0: (laughs) I mean, you could, I guess, hit me up at uh, the Real Dane Day at what on Instagram, yeah. at, uh, <laughs> You don't even remember the Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, mine is going to be more altruistic. So, I am sort of part of an organization that's pushing the Crown Act, right? Which is about sort of making um, discrimination against our people to be able to wear our hair in our natural states to make it illegal. Mm-hmm. So, I encourage everybody to go to the Crown Act and sign a petition to make it to make sure it is illegal in your states that you can follow. Yes. You can also follow me in @benice0817 on, on IG. I guess I'm maybe doing something, but I want to leave <laughs> you with an idea. Um, mm-hmm. The most impactful trip I've ever been on, as a black person, was Brazil. Oh yes. So mm-hmm. I want—I would like to encourage everyone to go to. Everyone talks about Rio, but Bahia. Yeah.
0: Right. right? My,
1: it's the third Salvador. largest black population
0: um Mm -hmm. in the
1: world and when you are in this city surrounded by blackness but also in South America it it was eye-opening because you're literally there because a lot of slaves came through there so I kept thinking like I'm sitting there and like they literally take you to the blocks where our
0: ancestors were sold the slave blocks yeah Yeah.
1: and I was there thinking I could have easily been Brazilian
0: yeah right More of us. There's 20 million versus what? Two million, I think, to America. There's 20 million to to South America.
1: But it was interesting because first of all, you're there, and you could just feel like, man, I could have like you feel your ancestors there, right? You could, I could just feel it. Even the food, like it's very much like linked to Nigerian food and to like West African food. It was. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also this piece of place where in Brazil, you know, you have to travel safely, so it's not a place where you go bring in all your jewelry, right? You really kind of come more downscale just so you can kind of you want people not make yourself someone who's open or inviting something else but it was nice because people are just embracing themselves and embracing just life and just slowing it down and just feeling like you know I, I realized like man I, for the first time I actually felt happy to be black American like because I realized that at mm. least affirmative action which is not a great program right but it has done some strides for a people there are people you know when I think about who are in the favelas and they're like the fifth generation and they're never yeah. Yeah. And you start to think about our people and like what my life would have been like had I been raised there versus mm. had I been raised here and the opportunities I have or don't have. Right. They mm-hmm. weren't stripped of their religion or their language like we were. Right. So they face yeah. back and people can tell you. But there's other opportunities that we've gotten. So, you know, it, it's just a place that sticks with me. As mm-hmm. I think about what does it mean to be black? What does it mean to be part of the diaspora? What does it mean? Like, where could I have been? Um, but also appreciate that country and appreciate where I am. So if anyone yeah. some someplace new and different beautiful place, it's
0: beautiful. Um, Culturally rich. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very fine with Nigeria. Big time. Yeah,
3: I'm good. Mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. This was a definitely thank an you. amazing experience. Yes. I appreciate you both doing the show mm-hmm. and hopefully I can see you guys back on for who knows, maybe another season. Um, but with that, not with her. But, yeah, with
1: me. Now she's going to be your missus. So, yeah, yeah. you're you yeah. right there next to you. Damn.
3: Right, now. right. Mm-hmm. let's see we're going to cut that out. But um, with that being said, thank <laughs> you both for joining and i show you what uh, a true love's about. If it's real love that you want, I'll show you that and then some. So come on.